This podcast is sponsored by Bear Paint. Hello, everyone. We are glad to have you back to the conversation continues with IIDA EDI. Today, you won't have your regular hosts. We're a part of the student ambassador role. My name is Amarani Gonzalez. And Giselle Coleman. Joined with guest speaker Charlene Reed. We will be interviewing Charlene Reed, the program coordinator of the interior design program at Orange Coast College in Costa Mesa. Today's podcast is about a student design competition Charlene has chosen for the fall 2022 students as their final project. It is the Migration and Refugee Competition. Charlene, would you like to give a short explanation on who you are? Hi, I'm Charlene Reed. I'm the program coordinator and professor of the interior design department at Orange Coast College. And I'm very happy to be here with both of you. Thank you. Thank you. So I chose a project that is um, administered by IDEC, which is the Interior Design Educators Council. And it is a project that is for advanced students uh, and they recommend that it is done in a timeline of one week. And it's actually the 2023 competition. So we're a little bit ahead and the students have until February to decide if they're going to submit. I chose to put this project in a group format so that students could collaborate, use their strengths. And the topic of the project was really on um, refugees and understanding the difference between migrants and refugees. And there were not a lot of parameters given. Uh, It really, even in the write-up, kind of says it's open-ended. So students were tasked to really understand the difference between a refugee and a migrant and understand the needs of what type of shelter that they might require. And I was really pleased that each group chose a different region um, dealing with refugees in different countries other than the U.S., And they had to develop a storyline for each of um, their clients. I really encourage them to tell a story. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of design is about storytelling and understanding the story and the narrative for what they're doing. So I encourage them to, you know, choose a person, a couple, a family, and tell the story of their journey Mm -hmm. as a refugee. Okay, so we'll go into our first question, which is, how do you feel that diversity is affecting design today? I feel that there is more of an awareness um, of diversity. I feel like designers and creatives have always had that awareness and acceptance of diversity in maybe who you're designing for or even who's on your team as a designer. So... Um, at a at the community college level, we have a very diverse student body. Whether that's somebody's race or somebody's age, we've always welcomed everybody into our classroom. So, for the second question, why why was it important to design these shelters, and uh, why do you think it's important to focus on these types of projects? What what is does having meaning towards you? I feel that it's important for students to realize there's more 
to design than, you know, just designing for the 2% that can afford really high-end luxe design work. I feel like design is for everybody. And down to refugees, they should still have access to a space that is functional for all of their needs. And I think it's important for students to look at different cultures, look at different situations and what's available, whether that's materials or supplies or, you know, what problems that they can solve through design Mm -hmm. and looking at the bigger picture of what design really is. So I guess the meaning for me is just that, that students understand that design is applicable in almost every situation that exists. Yeah, they can have it anywhere. Right, design is for everybody. Yeah. When deciding on competition slash prompts, what is your main goal? I guess I approach every semester, um, especially with the studio classes, in looking at what's happening in the world. And sometimes the competitions directly relate to that. And it works perfectly. So I spend a lot of time kind of finding competitions that are out there and see if they're they're going to apply to the skills that I want students to walk away from. And in this case, it was very socially relevant and really involved a lot of problem solving. So that's how I decided on this one. What was your favorite part of the competition and what did you expect the outcome to be? My favorite part was really seeing these students work together. And after two years of remote learning and people being um, so detached, having this group be in the classroom every week and teaming them up, um, they didn't choose their teams, they were randomly assigned. And seeing how these students work together and really how they engaged with with the project and looked they looked for a situation like i said nobody chose refugees coming into the u.s they all you know addressed issues in uh, ukraine in venezuela and mexico so they really like took that part of the project seriously so that was my favorite part was just seeing that interaction and seeing the strengths of students working together come together in a project. As far as my expectation of the outcome, I guess based on what they were tasked to do, I expected them to produce a a project that met all the requirements. But I I think they got more out of it than that. I think there was some good feedback on the teamwork aspect of it and just again that research into something different definitely because they could have just chose like la for like absolutely but they decided to like go out of state and mm-hmm. that was that's, that's pretty yeah cool. and out of country yeah. yeah how do you get students to understand these types of issues we have today i think the students are really savvy already in understanding a lot of world issues i feel like you know we all have a news feed in our hand 24 hours a day So I may give them a prompt and some of them already may have an awareness of it, but they're able to just dive in 
And probably at the end of the day, they help my understanding as much as I've prompted them to, you know, understand it more themselves. How does a competition like this look like on a portfolio? So for a student portfolio, working on working on a competition, I think always looks nice in a student portfolio. If they're explaining it to a prospective employer, they can talk about the problem they were solving and you know, what they were tasked with on that assignment. With a group project, I always encourage students to include the group project in their portfolio, but to give credit to their team members to make sure that it was known like this was a group project and then you could highlight your part of the project. This was a group project. We all did research. I focused on the renderings or I focused on the preliminary concept sketches, whatever it was, that was their strength is what they should focus on. And it's also good for potential employers to see that students can work in a team because this industry, as much as everyone thinks they're just going to do what they want, they're going to work on a team. And even if they're working by themselves, they're going to work with a team of consultants there's always other people that you have to work with. And that's how things happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you need teamwork. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what was some of your favorite parts? I liked that they looked beyond just the shelter aspect and integrated the healthcare aspect in. And they did a lot of focus on, you know, as refugees are arriving to a destination um, that they were met and able to have access to like health care, maybe triage if they needed anything, and even addressing mental health care and having that same unit size be available for a clinic or a housing unit. So I thought that it was very thoughtful. And they also did a really nice job because um, since it was a Mexico to Mexico, and we actually had a student commuting from Mexico in that group. They translated their entire presentation into Spanish. So they had... Really cool. Wasn't that cool yeah, to see really that cool. on the board? Yeah. So um, I was happy to see that. With the group that was addressing uh, the, the refugees coming from Venezuela going to Colombia, I feel like they did some really good research. Um, that was not something I was aware of personally. So there's a really good example of, you know, students teaching the teacher. And I I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, And they had a really nice story for their client. And then probably the one that I think most people in the world are aware of right now are the Ukraine refugees, you know, going into Poland and I, I really liked the thoughtfulness on how they were designing um, the units that could go into communities mm-hmm. and having uh, shared spaces, like outdoor spaces, where they were focused on the safety of children and possibly even growing food. Yeah. So there were really some nice aspects to every single team project. How do you spark students' creativity? From what a little bit of um, Charlene has told us, um, you spark students' creativity by having them do the research and like putting in that work, putting themselves through the situation. Like, what? Yeah. How, what do you want? Like having having the students 
like take that person's viewpoint or their client's viewpoint and having them create like this version like they're like living it and have them create what they would need and want in like this situation like in a refugee what they would need in a camp and telling that story right really humanizing it is there a specific design process that you make them follow or they just take the role by the time they're in the studio class they understand the design process so really here it's reinforced where they have to understand you know first they have to understand the problem they're trying to solve so we will go through the phases of design, like understanding that programming aspect, going through the schematic process, you know, and I encourage them to get messy and put all their ideas down on paper and sketch. I don't care if they think they don't sketch well, it needs to come out of your head and get onto the paper. And if that part of the process doesn't happen, I don't think you see a strong end result. I think you have to go through that and then develop it through the design development process. And that's kind of where school stops, right? Your programming, your schematic and your design development. Um, And then in real life, you'd go on and, you know, document that into something that could be built. Just to reiterate, to understand that design is for everybody and that design exists on every level and maybe they want to do something more humanitarian and recognize that that's a need that could be filled so i think that would be wonderful expand their mind more absolutely yeah i think a lot of students and myself included when i was a student i didn't know i didn't know what was possible as a designer and i want students to leave here having that like mindset and feeling well-rounded enough that they can apply the skills they learn from design into many possible scenarios or jobs or careers. Again, thank you to Bear for sponsoring this episode. And thank you, Bear Paint, for supporting the OCC interior design students at Design Connect this year. Thank you for joining in. Please give us feedback and let us know any other topics you would like to hear from us, specifically from students. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe. Bye. <laughs>